if they're bullpen. Guys, I gotta say, I feel like I need to apologize for last week for multiple reasons. <laughs> First, being like thirty minutes late to get the start. Secondly, uh, I was annoying as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I was being an asshole, so it's all good. Yeah, Max and I had a private conversation. He was like, dude, I wasn't too mean last week, was I? I <laughs> <laughs> just want to make sure I didn't hurt your feelings. Because uh, <laughs> I'm listening to this right now, and I kind of sound like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys ready? I'm ready. Let's rock and roll. All right. Probably. Do you have enough time to record? <laughs> Sir, Max, I don't know how to break it to you, but I have an entire four hours and 19 minutes to go. Ooh. We might be able to squeeze this in. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. We'll know. (laughs) All right. Welcome to another episode of The Dicks in the Back Row, where we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones. I'm your co-host, Max Healy in Nashville. And over in Boston, we have Tim Begin and Mike Preble. How are you guys? Doing wonderful. I'll also agree. We are doing wonderful. (laughs) That is wonderful. And we also have Derek Brady. Are you still in uh, Minnesota? Still in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> All right. How many cheese curds have you eaten tonight, Derek? Uh, actually, you know what? I have. Uh, I haven't had any, but I, it's it's pretty appropriate. We're doing a movie podcast, and my hotel actually supplied popcorn. They had popcorn mm. out there, so mm. you hear me crunching. I'm just just living the dream. Just eating some hotel popcorn. <laughs> the finest. <laughs> And another, just another disclaimer for the uh, the audience: we we're probably well, at least three of us are watching the Red Sox versus the Yankees right now. So if there are any outbursts of anger um, over the over the podcast, just just know that's what it's uh, uh, about. Just so Tim staring into the cold steel. <laughs> just in case Tim thinking. goes quiet for thirty five minutes, you'll know why. Right. Um, also, I just want to let our national or international audience at home know that uh, no Hey-o. friends, no friends were harmed in the making of Red Dawn last week. Um, <laughs> you know, we may have some different political opinions and possibly threatened each other's lives, as well as Tim threatening Dave Dabrowski's life. But at the end of the day, we're just you know a couple of idiots just, who thought having dick in a title about in a podcast <laughs> about movies was a good idea. So we're just four dicks in the back row. At the end of the day, that's all it is. All right, so speaking of movies, though, we did watch one, and uh, we're also wrapping up Swayze September with the movie Swayze that... September. Get it all in, because this is going to be the last time we're going to be able to do it. <laughs> Swayze. Motherfucking Swayze. Fucking uh, September. <laughs> uh, with the movie that tripled Pottery Machine sales and Ghost from 1990... <laughs> Directed by Jerry Zucker and starring our man Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, Whippy Goldberg, and Tony Goldwyn. Uh, so, had any of you guys ever seen this movie before we did this show today? No. This is yes. my first time. Oh, Mike. Preble. What, who was the lady that you watched it with? His oh, mom. I'm sorry. I can't appreciate. Also, yes, Joan would love this movie. <laughs> but also, why can't I appreciate this on a bunch of different levels, gang? You're That's a pretty a emotional point. guy. That's a good point. Let's That's stop, true. Uh, let's stop branding all masculinity as toxic. Mike Mike can uh, you know touch his feminine side once in a while. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he does touch his feminine side a lot. <laughs> I would agree so, and I really hope Michelle never, ever hears this podcast. 
she might take that the wrong way. So I, I will. Is that say what you this. call her? Your female side? Yeah. I'm gonna. Michelle. I'm gonna. I'm gonna choose my Fifth Amendment right to not incriminate myself. <laughs> Wise choice, Michael. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Oh, so God. I will say I was all geared up to hate this movie. I really like this movie. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of indifferent. Honestly, it was uh it was just kind of there for me. It's our second um Oscar nominated best picture movie, which explains why I didn't like it, I guess. <laughs> I don't like art and emotion and feels. I Good need more dinosaurs and machine guns. <laughs> Uh, all right. I guess we'll just get into it. So the movie starts off with some ominous music, and then blam, the title Ghost pops up. And then you just have a bunch of credits while they're just slowly moving the camera around this old apartment. Um, it got to the point. So this intro is like three minutes long, and I paused it to check at one point just to make sure that it, like I wasn't renting the wrong movie. <laughs> well, I couldn't decide whether I needed to be scared in the intro music or whether I needed to prepare for something real sexy. And <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, it started the 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 opening credit music started out that was weird. It would sounded like it was like the opening to like a Jason movie. And then yeah, it, it was like no, uh, Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore and their best friend doing shirtless demolition. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it starts off Swayze and Tony Goldwyn just competing over who has better abs, while uh, Demi Moore is just also there, and they're just literally breaking through walls. I'm right. just glad that they've cut down the amount of time that we have to wait in a movie before we, before we see Swayze shirtless. <laughs> I'm sure that's contractually obligated. Yeah, <laughs> they knew what they were doing by this point. Like, guys, this is the '90s. We need Swayze with a shirt off immediately. That's true. <laughs> We've learned anything. Demoli- demolition, by the way, guys, not OSHA sanctioned. <laughs> <laughs> Despite their masks, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure there right. are a good number of uh, not Brent, was the least best practices going. Yeah, I liked the synchronized uh, sledgehammer swinging, too, where they were counting down with each other. That was, <laughs> was kind of cute. Swayze's a trained dancer. He knows what he's doing. I know. Yeah, I was going to say, they had matching outfits as well, so I thought that was adorable. <laughs> Also, they bought this entire apartment building, so they either have to just be filthy rich and or just, like, trust fun kids. <laughs> Which I think they me are to- filthy, filthy rich, because didn't he show off his Ferrari, like, like a scene later? Yeah, yeah. something like yeah. that. Absolutely. And that makes a good point of why are they doing this? Hire somebody else to do this. You're taking, you're taking a job into somebody else's hands. A yeah. union worker. That asbestos right can kill you. <laughs> Because he's not a regular banker, Preble. He's like a down-to-earth artsy banker who knows where he came from, you know? <laughs> concerned concerned about the bubble popping, yeah. apparently. Right, right. <laughs> Boy, this is really getting good, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's okay. Finance. Uh, <laughs> All right, so after that, Swayze and Tony Goldwyn, a.k.a. Carl. I'll probably just say Carl, just the rest of the movie, because it's easier to say that. All right, it's talking or taking the elevator to their office and you know oh aren't they just a couple of pranksters in this elevator oh god yeah that was I feel like that's what I would have done when I was like 13 or maybe last week <laughs> or today yeah I was just, <laughs> I know, I've got slam dunk in this high school humor that's why we have financial collapses in my notes because these, <laughs> right. the, these are the geniuses we have working in like the highest of finance they're like 
I'm sick. <laughs> it come from your balls? I got a rash on my genitals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is correct. That is exactly who we have working in the highest of finance. <laughs> you got a bunch of bros hanging out in finance. That's why everything's fine. We're always right. going to be fine. <laughs> it's just a bunch of like kids who their parents got into Dartmouth or Harvard who got C's in math who are now just like fucking around with numbers and all of a sudden they're like making a bunch of money and then tanking the world economy in the next day. Yeah, it'll trickle down. Don't worry about it. Reagan. Reagan. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so later on, they're back at the apartment, and now it's all cleaned up and yuppie renovated. And uh, Swayze and Demi Moore are just moving in a bunch of crap. Um, So I wrote down my notes, Sweet Ace Ventura shirt by Swayze. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's so much about that scene. Like, I thought for sure that the angel or whatever they were moving in the window. I, first, I thought, well, this is where Swayze dies. Secondly, I thought to myself... So immediately falls is, out the window. <laughs> yeah, like, this, is, this has got to come back later in the movie. Nope. Mother Mary, save me! Yeah. Never fucking comes back. No, the he wakes up when he's... Di- when he, uh, We'll get there. Don't worry. It no, does no, go. I, I, but that's it. There, there's no... The only thing that comes it. back is the uh, the hook that he, like, he hangs from at one point. Yeah. That's really it, though. Um, also, Demi, uh, Demi Moore's hair just looks fucking awful in this. <laughs> and, and I thought, I looked it up, I was like, man, this had to be after G.I. Jane. Nope. Seven years before. <laughs> Way before. Right <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, Alright, so later on, uh, like pretty much actually right away, you get the pottery scene between Swayze and Moore. And, uh, you know, they're just getting wet and dirty. And, you know, at least this time there's some actual intimacy and foreplay, unlike uh, Tim's description of the last Swayze sex scene in Roadhouse. <laughs> well, I, I like that she decided to do pottery when she couldn't sleep. Like, it, couldn't sleep, so I just got up, started to fucking make a pot. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, see, this is this is a cultural difference, guys. In Paco in the Northeast, that's actually a that that's what we do when we can't sleep. We make, okay. we do pottery. I thought it was heroin. Uh no, that's no. for the poor people. That's for the poor people. We do sensual pottery. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, by the way, like they, they go from from you know intertwining their fingers just real sexily to getting it on, doing some Swayze sex. But when did the fuck? When the fuck did they wash their hands? Yeah, I wrote oh. that down too. <laughs> that <laughs> would have been the messiest. Deep. Yeah, that would have been the messiest, nastiest sex. But I'll look up and their their hands are are bone dry. In reality, they would have been like touching each other's hands, and then like they would have to like cut out parts of their hair because the pottery would have been completely dried up yes. by that point. It just, it would have been bad. Uh, obviously, I've seen this like I've seen the scene just parodied before, but I thought that this was like Swayze was dead in the scene, and then like I thought that like this whole movie is them like having like <laughs> a sexual relationship as him being a ghost. See, I that's just what assumed I it was too. That's why. Too. I, that's what I thought it was too. And like I, I initially was, written down, like I'm sure this will come back again, and then it never did. Yeah, exactly. Right. I remember saying, like, once they were getting toward the end of the movie, I'm like, where? Do, when do they do the ghost pottery scene? When does I he need like, more pottery sex? Right. They, yeah. It's in the next world, Tim. In the next See, that's, world. That's something that annoys me. They didn't have sex once as a ghost. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, Patrick Patrick went inside it. of he went inside of uh, Whoopi, but besides that. And that's what I thought. I thought going inside Whoopi, they're going to make Whoopi. It would have been hilarious if after that scene, Whoopi was smoking a cigarette after Patrick Swayze got knocked out of her. Just her her dreads all down in her face. 
<laughs> Whoopi Goldberg was great in this movie, by the way. I, I really love enjoyed Whoopi her Goldberg character. in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. She yep. won an Oscar. She won an Oscar for this, correct? Or yep. at least nominated for one. Right. Yeah, yeah she won. Say. Yeah. Yeah, she was very she good. She is super good in this, I was going to say. Yep. Yeah. And I got I got some more info on her later on just for the trivia stuff. Oh, um, boy. I know. Spoilers and things to look forward to later, guys. All right, so uh, next Swayze is uh, looking into these bank accounts, and there's some major discrepancies, and Swayze's got to look into it more. Nothing else to see here. And then they go to see Macbeth with Demi Moore, and uh, they're just strolling down Batman's crime alley, and they're talking about That's getting exactly married. That's exactly what I wrote. I was like, <laughs> this is fucking Batman. <laughs> Uh, how many times have we seen that in a movie, right? Oh, so many times. And at this point, it was just like months after the uh, that Batman 89 came out. So it's just like, oh, I guess he's going to die here. Well, mm-hmm. that, was, that was the thing I noticed. The discrepancies and the contrast between like Swayze and Demi Moore's neighborhood and neighborhoods that were clearly marked for death. I mean, it, was, it wasn't even close. Like, it was like they were walking out of, you know, the Ritz-Carlton into the middle of fucking, you know, war-torn Poland. Yeah, that, that's that's pre-Giuliani New York right there. <laughs> Cleaned yeah, up those streets. New York. That's where all the real New Yorkers went back. <laughs> <laughs> we want Mayor Dinkins. Where is right. he? Where's Dinkins? <laughs> it's not enough windows that are boarded up in this neighborhood. Right. Guys, I don't get, I don't get these northeastern jokes. I don't get these. It's okay. Oh, don't all worry, right. honey. You'll figure it out. <laughs> so actually there's a thing called Google you can look into it there because we were all one years old in 1990 when <laughs> this was going on in New York so anywho you guys uh, were one year old in 1990 I was uh I was three wait I was, I was, a couple I was like 35 in 1990 <laughs> <laughs> wait silence team you're giving it away ghost? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Kennedy assassination who Oh, no! I gotta stop a murder so I can go to heaven! (laughs) Oh, boy. But uh, anyway, so they're still in Crime Alley, and, you know, they're talking about maybe getting married, but Swayze won't say the words, I love you, to Demi Moore, and she needs to hear it. Instead, he just always says, ditto. Well, um, yeah, they just moved into it. They just moved in together, and he won't say, he hasn't said, I love you yet. That seems like... You kind of you guys skipped a couple steps here. Kind of jumped the gun a bit. Yeah, <laughs> but I will say though, I think it's kind of insane because again, this is just reaffirming that he is such a bro. Like he gets out of the Shakespeare, he's like, "Yeah, it was great," and then she's like, "You fell asleep," and then he's also like, "I can't say I love you because that's dumb." It's like this—he is like a seventeen-year-old man trapped in like right. a thirty-five-year-old person's body. It's like it's- just tell her what she wants to hear. Just say it. Just play the game, man. You're fucking 40 years old. You should know this by now. Exactly. He's like, I've never talked to a girl before about love. It's like, just fucking, have you ever seen a movie? Just say it and then walk and get out of here. This is the problem. Swayze playing 20-year-olds all the time. Oh, God. Love is an emotion. Only girls have emotion. So that means if I love her, then I'm a girl. But only girly guys. <laughs> but girly guys are gay. Oh my god, am I gay? I can't say <laughs> that. chain of inferences always happens in his. That's what exactly what happened in Red Dawn. When he's like, people don't cry ever. This right. is stupid. <laughs> and then and then Wayne Knight shows up. Right, exactly. It works out perfect. I was yeah. gonna say this was really turning into the Mark Wahlberg ghost movie. <laughs> Why'd you say you love you? What? No, I'm not gonna say that. Who are you? <laughs> what is this guy doing over here? 
Oh, what is he doing? He's going to kill you, because that's where we're getting next. So this uh, ghoulish thug who looks like the serial killer Richard Ramirez mugs Swayze. Uh, little <laughs> does he know that this is Dalton, so they get into a fight, and this thug fires a shot and runs off with Swayze chasing him. But wait, he turns back around, and he's already dead. And then he uh, makes some real weird faces. Yeah, he came yeah. everywhere. Oh, was... <laughs> that's what I wrote down. I said, is this the same as his, as his O face? <laughs> So do you think that they told the other two actors who die later on the movie that they just had to mimic the face of Swayze made? Yeah, they probably shot that scene first and were just like, study this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you get to hear the first time his body or his ghost passes through someone's body. And I'm really, I think that was the same sound that I make on a first date when I'm trying to hold in a fart. (laughs) (laughs) I like like how you've done that so much that you know. (laughs) He knows what that sounds like. Tim, Tim, don't give me that. Don't don't, don't play holier than thou here. You've been there. I let him go, bro. (laughs) I want them to see me and smell me. (laughs) Your essence. This This is what you're getting. Oh boy. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, just edit that out. Just edit that shit out. That's fucking nonsense. So the good thing, though, Abby, how does how does she feel about this podcast? Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's about right. She no, honestly, she actually does like it. She thinks it's funny. Sarah, I was talking to Sarah today. She said. Hey Derek, it doesn't it doesn't hurt your feelings that I tell girls that they shouldn't listen to this, does it? <laughs> I was like, no, sweetheart, that's Just okay. Yes, it does. How dare you? Love every piece of me. If you can't have me <laughs> on my worst podcast day, then you can't have me my best. <laughs> and then you fart and walk away. You tell her, honey. You tell her. <laughs> Okay. Oh boy. So Swayze's dead, and he's dead the rest of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Okay. That was the no, show, guys. And there we go. That's it. <laughs> um, so he sees the light, and he has the opportunity to follow it, but he decides to stay down with Demi Moore and follows her to the hospital because he's still unsure what's going on. And then he meets this older man who pretty much tells him that he's dead and he's now a ghost. When Swayze passes through the Asian doctor. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that? How you see the the red blood cells? Yes. And oh yeah, I forgot please. <laughs> that was mind boggling. I mean, I wrote that down too. I was like, so he can see people's molecular like structure. <laughs> like, is that a power of ghosts? Is that something that we know? Like, why? Like, what does that have to do with anything about being a ghost? I've got to say too, it's really a, say, a a shame that Swayze died in such a fucking terrible shirt. <laughs> Stuck with this the whole movie. So he's at. Uh, so he also sees this other ghost at uh, at his funeral, and thankfully this isn't to be Moore's ex husband's ghost movie, The Sixth Sense, because all these ghosts are pretty cool for the most part. Yeah, that old guy. That old guy was pretty sweet. I would have hung out. With, I would have hung out with him more if I was Patrick Swayze. Yeah, I thought that was going to be like kind of a mainstay in the movie. I thought he was going to be kind of a guiding light in this movie, and I know, nope, just a one and done. No, yeah, I was kind of hoping that too. So what, what are you doing here? Eh, I'm just waiting for my wife to die. Oh, okay. Yes. All right, we'll see you later. So I heard, I heard that, and I thought that that was going to be, like, the movie. Like, he was, like, basically, Patrick's, Patrick Swayze is going to tell, her, like, Demi Moore that, like, hey, you know, like, <laughs> you I'm here yourself. until you die. And then she was going to try and kill herself, and then he was going to convince her to, like, not kill herself. 
and live her life. I thought that was going to wow. be like a movie. <laughs> because that is the Jesus. ultimate Tim Begin ghost version be. movie. I, was gonna say, I, think we, I think we found the premise for Ghost 2. Listen, I, I love you, but you need to fucking kill yourself. Yeah, but don't, though. But don't, because you'll never get to heaven like this. I think they actually made that movie. It's what it's called What Dreams May Come, <laughs> yeah, but it's starring Robin Williams, Robin Williams instead. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 <laughs> Yeah, the movie that, that gave me... A, I watched that movie for the first time last year, and it gave me, like, a crippling headache. Because it's just all abstract, <laughs> like, art from, like, 1992, and it just doesn't hold up. I was getting sick watching it. It's one of yes. Nikki's favorite movies, side note. Anyway. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> How dare you? Just kidding. Sorry, Nikki. Yay. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, later on, Swayze's trying to talk to Demi Moore, but she can't hear him, but their stupid cat kind of can, and kind of sees him, because cats are creepy as shit, and hisses at him, and then runs away. To which I just say, and, fuck cats. And this is when you get to see Swayze, Swayze's first attempt at ghost fighting, which was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks like a cat trying to like get a piece of yarn. Well, and His I mean, I don't know... I, I, I don't know about you guys. I wasn't surprised that Swayze could control pussy with his mind. <laughs> with his eyes. With his right. eyes. He just yeah, makes direct eye contact, and that thing freaks out. <laughs> All right, so then after this, Carl's over the house helping Molly with packing, and he's very interested in this little black book. But, of course, this is Swayze, and he's a gentleman, so his little black book is just a bunch of codes for multi-million dollar accounts. And he asks Molly to go for a walk, and she says no at first, and then decides to. Um, dick move by Carl to saying, hey, the love of your life is dead, not you. Get outside. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Well, the first time you see Carl in this movie, I was like, you know, when they're in the elevator, he was kind of cool. But when he, the first time I hated him was when he asked about the, the, what they were going to see on Broadway. It's like, this guy's fucking weird. There's just something not right about him. Well, you, I kind of had an inkling that when he really didn't want Swayze to do anything with those accounts, he's like, ah, oh, I'll take care of it. I yeah. kind of had an inkling that he uh, he was up to, up to no good. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's by the time that you start tapping your chin saying, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> also, uneven. <laughs> it's also the shortest walk of all time, right? Like, she right. walks down the stairs, yeah. and she's, like, right back up. It's like, all right, oh, yeah. sorry, Willie. Yeah. Anyone, was anyone else annoyed that, like, they made the point to call it, to point out the fact that uh, Willie was Puerto Rican? <laughs> that was Whoopi that did that. No. Yeah, yeah was... I know, but that's, like, a very, like, New York, like, stereotypical yeah. New York, like, you know, oh, the port, like, in the 90s, there's a Puerto Rican guy who's doing crime stuff. It's like, okay, come on. We could have been a little more creative here. It's like, you would hope so, right? Right. I was going to say, they'd just like, pick, pick somebody else. Yeah, it's a like, little oh, less no. stereotypical form, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, Indonesians, right? It's like, right. what? Really? Okay. They can't do that. Um, also, Swayze has some trouble just getting through this door, and he gets some super sweet 1990s CGI effects for that as well. Oof. Yeah, holds up. All right, then. Uh, <laughs> but uh, before Swayze can leave, this Richard Ramirez dude uh, who killed Swayze has a key and walks inside the apartment, uh, followed by Molly just coming back from her walk, which, yeah, probably, I mean, must have been her just like walking to like the stop sign and then back because she was gone for like yeah. 75 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and there's an easy way to fix this conundrum change your goddamn locks. If your if your if your boyfriend's key gets stolen, change your fucking lock. Yeah, so, that's a good point. But Paco, they don't have any money. They just bought an entire building that they refurbished <laughs> on their own. These people are poor. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, 
Um, Molly goes upstairs and changes while the killer's still there, and of course he's probably going to do something bad, and there's uh, nothing Swayze he can do about it because he's dead. But wait, he can use that dickhead cat, which he does, and it leads to the cat freaking out again and then slashing the mugger's face. <laughs> that was hilarious. That, that made no sense. Again, though, proving the cat sucked, because this cat was totally cool with this, like, hills-have-eyes-looking dude just doing whatever he wanted to Demi more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's well, less in the movies. Just buy a dog. There you go, folks. And All right. we're done. Well, that was uh, that was a good podcast, guys. Yeah. Write and review. All right. <laughs> so he's still dead. See you guys next week. So what would Mark Wahlberg be confused about? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have a cat? Why don't you just buy a dog? <laughs> right. Uh, Swayze then follows the killer uh, through the subway, and even in death, like ghosts still have to deal with crazy people on the train. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I thought from so all a, my experience on a train. Yeah, every single time, even in death. So uh, this train ghost just tells him to fuck off, and he also breaks some glass on the train. You know, not sure if that's going to come back or not. So leads me to this. Uh, so, Tim and Preble, how many ghosts do you know that have been on the green line at any given time? <laughs> how many ghosts do I know that have been on the green line? Um, I, You know, not too many, but I would say close to eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I've, I have fallen asleep on the green line once, got to the end, and then felt the sudden brush, the sudden, the sudden waft of air come across me. And then I, just to realize it's just some creepy old woman on the floor. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, there are a fair number of ghosts. <laughs> Making direct eye contact. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Swayze uh, follows the killer to his apartment, and he calls somebody about getting something at his house. Hmm, wonder what that could be. Ooh. Hmm, we'll find out. Swayze then just leaves the house, goes across the street to the psychic, who is Whoopi Goldberg. Hmm. And uh, Whoopi's making some grunting sounds and faces like she's about to take a shit, uh, probably because she's full of shit. Right, guys? Pun cast. Pun cast. Ha, yeah, did it again. Zinga. <laughs> I, had a, I had a love-hate relationship with that scene. I, I couldn't decide whether I was going to hate Whoopi Goldberg's character or whether I was going to love it. And I ended up loving it, guys. Really loved it. Also, she is the best record player I've ever heard because it apparently blares out onto the street because as Patrick Sweezy walking up, you can hear that thing like a crystal. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you walk in, and it's like, oh man, this just this tiny record player, huh? The same <laughs> record players they use in Footloose, obviously. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Except they're in the a, dots. Yeah, except they're not in a white neighborhood, so you'll see a bunch of Kevin Bacon's just dancing over the place. <laughs> no, you see a murderer across accurate. the street. <laughs> you see an obscene amount of graffiti. Is what you see instead. <laughs> in crippling poverty. <laughs> And, and, and women singing gospel songs. <laughs> Bring back <Yeah>. Dinkins. <laughs> <laughs> if only we could, Tim. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe we can get him to be a ghost from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> this makes sense. I like this idea. Yeah. But uh, she, you know, Swayze starts talking to her. He's like, oh, she's so, you know... It's, this is ridiculous and she's kind of just looking around like who's saying that what the hell and then she does freak out because then she does finally realize that she can hear Swayze and she runs back into the closet freaks out again and then runs through the closet door and which was this, I think a, I think that was a subtle commentary on homosexuality in America at the time people running back into the closet and then maybe Swayze yeah 
Swayze running into the closet, then breaking it down, you know? Mm-hmm. Breaking walls and doors in this movie. There we go. Right. That closet gets a lot of action in this movie, too. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I, it's I, a key. Sadly, that closet gets more action than Swayze does. <laughs> nah, I was going to say, because I think it's hilarious that they have, they just have that whole... Uh, thing because like she's in there, it's like things like magic. I'm like, it's not magic. Like she's in there, they open the door, and there's no one there. She like closed, and they open it back up, and then like Whoopi's there. I mean, like it's a closet. It's not like an actual magic trick. She's like bamboozing that Spanish woman, <laughs> right? Which that she's was that, out of, that was, out of view. Yeah. That Spanish woman was hilarious. It's a line. Of Her sight. facial expressions were so funny. Um, but then uh, Swayze makes Whippy call Demi more, but she hangs up on her right away. And uh, then later on, Swayze's just continually pestering Whippy Goldberg, and he's uh, singing Henry VIII in a bad Cockney accent until Whippy just caves in. Because we know that Swayze can hit those notes. Oh, yeah. You're damn right. What can't he do? Answer? Apparently nothing. nothing. I know, except for... Oh, no, that doesn't. That's sad. I was going to say, except oh, for Liv, but oh, Liv. Oh, oh, I didn't so feel good about that. Insensitive. Well, he was still alive when this movie came out, so it's okay, there you go. right? Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, not not in the movie. No. <laughs> Depends yeah, on what perspective you're, right you're viewing this from. So, what is Moving he on. Like throat cancer, right? No, it Not was uh, pancreas. Yeah. Pancreas. Yeah, pancreas. Oh, that's a bad yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Not a good That'll one. That'll get you. Yep. All right. Well, uh, Demi Moore doesn't uh, believe Whoopi until she says ditto, and then boom, only Swayze would say that. And then she does start translating for Swayze with some uh, Whoopi sass and says that his murder was a setup and the killer's Puerto Rican and is going to come back. And that's just enough for Whoopi. She then just leaves. I would like to interrupt this podcast to tell you I hate the Red Sox bullpen <laughs> uh, because they just gave up a three-run home run and the Red Sox are now losing. We'll now take you back to our regularly scheduled programming where we make fun of Ghost. Hey, uh, hey Tim. <laughs> Tim, I'm, I'm watching this on a bit of a delay, so I haven't seen that yet, but now it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Reliving the atrocities of three seconds ago. And it was Ryan Brazier, who's one of our better relief guys. Stop saying that, because when Tim and I were at the game, he was the one who fucked it up. Right. Right? Is that not correct, Tim? Yeah. We yes. we need to get back to we need to get back to Ghost immediately, or else this becomes a Red Sox. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be Tim Talking and Cold Steel. <laughs> All right. So, Molly then talks to Carl about what happened, and he's not having any of it, and Swayze's on to him. Wonder why? Let's find out. So Swayze falls Carl to the killer's apartment, and oh no, Carl is the one who set up the murder. Uh oh. Oh dun, boy. Dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. So do you? Dun, 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 I mean, I, dun. I'm kind of assuming everyone at that point knew that Carl was definitely going to be like, he wasn't going to walk in, knock on the door, and then like confront the guy. He was going to know the yeah. guy. Like everyone. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I think they've been building yeah. up to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the whole thing was only supposed to be a mugging just to get a Swayze's little black book to launder $4 million. But, hey, you know, that murder was pro bono, so you should be happy, right? It was right? a bonus. Yeah. Give you a Which is like the stupidest concept. Hey, man, I killed him for, I killed him for free. It's like, <laughs> I didn't want you to kill him. Yeah, he just that wanted was a part book. of the deal. That's yeah. my best friend, you asshole. Right. <laughs> So Carl then tells uh, the guy that he needs to kill Whoopi as well, which I'm sure just made him pretty happy since Whoopi literally lives across the street. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I have to say, though, this is another great example of Swayze just making all kinds of faces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they showed him that shot from earlier. It was like, we want you to do the exact same thing again, but right. more. And he right. was like, got it. That's the, that was the note. <laughs> you know you know that scene where you went a little too far in the acting? We need more. Push it. We need more. <laughs> Take that to an 11. Now. Right. <laughs> yeah, my note I wrote down was Swayze's faces in these scenes are dot, 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 interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, or erotic. I mean, like I say, I, I just imagine a, a Swayze climax being the faces that he makes in these movies. Could you okay, imagine? Cool. I mean, honestly, like, I, it's probably my dream, seeing a Swayze climax in real life. <laughs> it's just Get those sad, vinegar strokes. Yeah, it's just a sad, <laughs> sad situation that I'll never get to see it in real life. Thanks a lot, Max. Yeah, I know. It's all my fault. Sorry, guys. Okay. Um, well, also, something else I did kind of notice, though, I think, is that he doesn't really, like, Swayze, and, like, acting-wise, doesn't really do great by himself. Like, he seems to do really well and has great chemistry with everybody that he works with. Like, he's great with Whippy in this, and, you know, they're, they're buddies in real life. He's great with Demi more. But, like, whenever he's on his own, it's kind of stiff. I thought I thought this was his worst acting movie that we've done this month. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I wasn't crazy about it. I wasn't crazy about it. You realize we watched Roadhouse, right? Oh, Roadhouse was, Roadhouse was spectacular. No, I love Roadhouse, but like we watched that movie and you saw him act in it. So I just, Roadha- just Roadhouse sure we're on the same page here, you know. Roadhouse was great, only to be eclipsed by Red Dawn, as we found out about last week. Yeah. Yep. Well, that'd be, I, I will say, so I think it's very interesting, because, like, to Derek's point, like, right, so, like, like that was a bad movie, right? Like, and then we were like, we just want you to, you know, basically they were like, we just want you to play some asshole guy who just fights. Like, that's a low bar. This one's supposed to be kind of like, all right, like, you really need to, like, act. And he's like, got it, like, faces. And it's like, wait, we said act. And he's like, this is it. Like this It looks is like a man I mean. having a stroke. Yeah, but they didn't need or he's to about do. To sneeze. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's actually that's a very that's good really point. good point. It looked mostly like he was about to sneeze, but they didn't need to do like to cut the shoot the movie this way. Like, why why were they constantly getting just like you know reaction shots of Patrick Swayze? I don't I don't I don't think I don't it was necessary. No, it wasn't. I mean, no, I mean, he, he could have just easily just been like having like a blank stare on his face and kind of like just glared his eyes, and you would have understood what was going on. But instead, right. it, yeah, it was just like, huh, what? How about, huh, what? Yeah. That whole first scene when he was, when he found out, you know, he re- realized that he was dead. Like, it was I laughed 35 to 45 seconds of just O-face. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah. it was way, I mean, one or two shots would have been okay, but it was like five or six shots just back to back to back of him trying his best to show surprise and shock. Right, you didn't yeah. need you didn't need Swayze's reactions to set up the fact that he would be surprised or shocked or angry. Correct. You can gather that from that he context. saw his bloody dead body on the street. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say he played the he played the hell out of being a dead body though. I'll say that that's a that's a turn of force performance of being eyes open, mouth agape, dead. That was great. <laughs> Uh, so, all right, so after this, though, uh, Molly goes to the police. Unfortunately, the cop uh, that she speaks with is Milton from Office Space. That's exactly uh, what I wrote down. That is exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> I was like, where's the fucking red stapler? <laughs> Maybe if you paid more attention to all these crimes going on and less attention to your red fucking stapler, we'd be able to solve crime in this city. 
Take it, on my ass. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. God, I my, love Steven Root. Yeah. I love Steven Root so much. I looked up his IMDb. He's done 250 movies. I know. He's amazing. Jesus. I love, I genuinely, that's not a joke. I, I he's, love he's Steven Root. He's so funny. I do too. He, he is great. Um, but he does tell uh, Demi Moore that uh, Whippy's a con artist and, you know, it's sorry for your loss, but there's nothing we, we can really do. He kind of delays the progress of this movie by an hour and a half. Like, Demi Moore believes Whoopi Goldberg. She goes to report the guy that actually killed her husband. And this guy's like, no, no, no. The one you need to be worried about is the one that gave you the good intelligence. Even though Whoopi Goldberg has already told Demi Moore very, very like direct, substantial information about her about Swayze, she still thinks, ah, you know what? Maybe, maybe it is kind of fucked up. Yeah, she said something like he knew about it, like our vacation that only the two of us went to and knew about, and he's like, maybe she was there on vacation at the same time. <laughs> she was digging through your trash. We're like, what the fuck? It's like, man, you really don't want to do your job. You know what yeah. could have solved this whole thing for Demi Moore? Lie. Lie. Just make up a story about why this guy could, you know this guy could be the murderer, and then they have to go check him out. Yeah, she could easily have just said, this guy was in my house and I saw him because I knew, I knew it because he killed my boyfriend right like there we go done I mean, movies over in 15 minutes also you, you could also just him. say i i can identify the person who killed my husband and i know where he lives <laughs> like, right and then just get his gun and then the movie's over again right you didn't need you didn't need to prove to the police who were by the way the the woman sergeant is very catty i, I didn't like that <laughs> She needs to take Demi more seriously. But anyways. <laughs> no, but Tim, um, I'll agree with that. because Especially because she says mean shit and then just literally turns around. Like, doesn't just, leave the room. She just still right. stays there. Basically, like, you're a dummy. Like, you're she just turns a dumb around. Woman. Yeah, she turns around and then side-eyes that whole yeah. conversation for the rest of the time. Right. I was just very, yeah, well, I was just very confused by the crime syndicate that he was supposedly working for. It's like, it kind of, the guy kind of sounded like he was from the mafia... He had, like, an Italian last name. Yeah. But then, you know, there's the Latin connection, so you're just not sure. It's like, I mean, it's just, like, I guess supposed to just be, like, in general crime syndicate. You know what, Tim? That's just the story of New York City. It's just a cultural melting plot. <laughs> right. And that's that's what Dinkins was really trying to, you know, cultivate. <laughs> I have to agree. You need to go back to Mayor Dinkins' plans, because they were all perfectly executed. <laughs> right. Tim, uh, Tim. Yeah. Did you just did you just see JD Martinez leg out a triple? I did. I was very on excited a, on about what that. should have been a double. On what should have been a double, and then slid like a boss almost <laughs> over the base. <laughs> I feel like we're now listening to the Bill Burr podcast, in which he's talking about something, and then he just loses all of his attention and just starts talking about the game that's going on from like two Guys, weeks prior. Fun, fun fact for the listeners at home: I was once prescribed, legitimately Adderall. I don't take it. Shocking yeah. to most of our listeners, I know. <laughs> All right, going back to this movie in the podcast that we do. Uh, this old scumbag Carl invites himself over to Demi Moore's house, spills coffee on himself just to take a shirt off, which is you know real smooth, yeah. Fitzy. And, and I, I thought know. it was interesting he did that after he asked for some cream. Mm. Ooh. Preble, I heard Preble's. I heard Preble just cringe. Well, do you, re- you realize the reason why he asked for the cream, right? So he could just throw this coffee on his shirt? Oh, yeah. because yeah, the cream was behind her. She had to turn around, and then he could throw the coffee in the shirt. But I thought that was a subtle message, you know? I mean, 
talking about sex a little bit. There of was creep. nothing. There was nothing subtle about his moves. Like I, I the thing that surprised <laughs> me is like Patrick Swayze was sitting in that chair and apparently had no idea what fucking Carl was trying to pull. He's trying to fuck <laughs> your fucking girlfriend, dude. You could have seen that totally. from the di- from the second he walked in the building. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and then he starts just putting on the moves on this poor grieving woman and kisses her, and that makes Swayze real angry, and he dives at Carl, uh, which doesn't do much since he's a ghost, but it does knock over a picture to the floor. Right. And that's that, that, that was the first hint of going back to the subway, the guy breaking the glass. You know, it's all coming together now. It it's is. It's all coming together. And that leads to Swayze going back to that train. Uh, to find that crazy ghost guy and then you have like this Jedi training monologue about how it's all in your mind and <laughs> how to flick a Pepsi cap yeah great uh, product placement by the way Pepsi and oh, Mountain Dew but he's just saying like you need to in order to physically move things you need to use all your anger love and hate and you push it down to your chest and pow and then you know he pushes a can over or something and then after a few times of this and some more of that product placement Swayze does it yeah, which, which one thing I was I asked myself is during this like, if all these ghosts can communicate and physically interact, I mean you know again the ghost that Swayze is communicating with at this point has punched him before and kicked him before in the movie. Why aren't these ghosts just like parting their asses off? You know, like fucking go do you guys go hang out go go get physical because obviously you can. I mean that that was one of the things I was wondering is, you know. Oh, I would totally just start fucking up sports games. I mean, maybe this is why the Red Sox bullpen so <laughs> shitty. There's just a ghost that's just like moving their arm like angels in the outfield, but the opposite. I just like, like leaving it right down the plate. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. This is the point where I have to introduce. I don't understand why Patrick Swayze can't touch objects, but he can walk on the street. Or sit down in chairs. Or sit down, right? Sit down like, in chairs, yes. Like what? So, uh, that's what I was wondering about the cars. You know, he's able to get yeah, into a car. He rode in a fucking car, right? Exactly. So that's why I'm, I'm so baffled. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a minor wow. thing, but it's one of the things I'm like, what did, what what separates his inability to pick up like a Coke can, but to do all those other things? That's, yeah. a, that's a great observation. I didn't even think of that. That's yeah. so fucking true, yeah. I yeah, was talking, yeah. If he was in a car, he would have just like disappeared right street, out of it. But it was... It was like the sitting in the car, and when he jumps through the steel of the of the the, the train car, but he's able to stand. Yeah, that's yeah. a great point. Preble. It just doesn't, you know. I appreciate it's a movie, so they're not like trying to answer all these like metaphysical questions. But this is like the point where I wanted to bring this up. Just be like, that's that's just a flaw. Probably you're smarter Definitely. than I give you credit for. Oh, Derek. Now, Derek. <laughs> now follow me on this one, guys. Because this is a, this might be a little this is going to be a little out there, okay? Uh oh. Um, <laughs> could this movie have proven that ghosts don't exist? Well, I mean, you know, you don't typically when you hear of ghosts, it's more of a feeling, or you see a floating apparition. You don't see you don't see someone ghost fighting someone in the street. A paranormal entity. A vaporous apparition. Yeah. Yes. Um, also, this train guy definitely jumped to his death. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you see what he looked like? I didn't jump. I was pushed. I was pushed. And he just jumps into a train. I'm like, oh, no. That guy definitely killed himself. I, wasn't, uh, I was pushed. Can I have a drag of this cigarette, please? Perhaps back in 90, the Yankees had a terrible bullpen, too. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he killed himself because of the terrible bullpen. Mm, Maybe I'll be a train ghost in October <laughs> because our bullpen's terrible. It's going to be on the green line for a long time. Right. Just bam. But I will say, this well, whole well, like Tim, five... Tim, Tim, I just looked something up. Oh, my God. Um, in 1990, the, the Yankees finished with a record of 67-95, and 95, so you might be correct. They had a bad bullpen. This guy definitely killed himself because of that. You know who they finished? They finished 21 games behind your Boston Red Sox. There you go. Okay, that being said, as much as I love the Red Sox, this is like these five these five minutes of this part of the movie are actually like the most interesting because they pose like the most philosophical questions because at one point that ghost is like you really do still think like you're wearing the shirt he's talking about that you're thing alive, yeah. yeah it's like you think you're alive like this is the most and then he's like oh I really want to drag so they're like they're talking about like mm. ghosts have wants ghosts have Cravings. need and like right and the whole premise of like they have unfinished business or they haven't like reconciled with their past and I was like this is like a very interesting this is probably the most interesting part of the movie and it lasts for like nothing Followed by just lightning bolt sound effects. Exactly. Whenever Swayze's touching anything, just to make sure the audience knows. Trying to, I don't like the whole trying to touch the sneaker off the top of like the the can. It's kind of like why, like why would that? Why'd you why'd you think of that? Who left their their fucking sneaker there? Technique. It's because Mountain Dew gave them a bunch of money. Right. Then he cut the whoopee in her office, and the room's packed with ghosts. Everyone's yelling. <laughs> I love this scene so much. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Um, this is one in the whoopee sold it for me, too. It's this scene. Oh, so God, everyone's yelling. One of the ghosts, Orlando, who just wants some more attention, jumps into Whoopi's body, <laughs> takes her over for a minute or so, and then uh, she does kind of like poop him out as well afterwards. <laughs> uh, my favorite my favorite was he looks at, I guess, his wife. I don't think yeah. they ever talk about who that woman is in relation to him. He goes, Damn, baby, what'd you do to your hair? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I loved it. I loved this it. Just so a legitimate much. question because her hair was gross. <laughs> <laughs> you like it? No, I don't. No. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and Whoopi just shits him out. Um, and then right after this, uh, Willie the Killer comes out and fires a Whoopi, and she runs out. Everyone runs out. Um. And then after that, they do go to the bank to impersonate the account that Carl created to withdraw the money. And um, so... (laughs) I hope you're going to get to what I want you to get to. uh, First off, just Ferguson is a terrible banker. Oh, yeah. Just a drunk. Just a degenerate drunk. Um, Also, she first she signs uh, signs a check with her real name. And um, I won't say who he is, but um, the person that is married to my mom and is my dad I uh, got a fake ID um, when he was younger and it was a different name and then he signed it with his actual name <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, yeah so he said he went to the bar he sat down got his first beer like you know with the the fake ID he's like awesome and then he looked down he was like oh shit and he had to sign his, <laughs> his real name <laughs> which uh, what I was hoping you'd get to is the point where Swayze pokes Whoopi and she goes gas I get a little gas from time to time. <laughs> um, also, Molly's at the bank, too. Yes. Whoopi, via proxy from Swayze, says, How are Bobby and Snooky doing? Snooky. Snooky. This probably is Snooky's dad. I mean, this guy is pretty neglectful. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, this is like also just like the worst ID fraud ever. Like, 
everything about this would just like scream no to I think any other person. And also like when they go upstairs, one, that's the most bizarre way to arrange a bank. But two, like why is she allowed up there? Like there's just a security guard that's just like, oh, like you're here, huh? You want to talk to this guy? Wait here. Let me go walk over to him and just ask him if he wants to talk to you. While like, she's talking to herself the entire time. Yeah, exactly. It was like, I'm like completely this normal. Whole thing, this whole thing is very odd, but yeah. also hilarious. Whenever Whoopi interacts with a check, it's just adorable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then he cut the Carl, and he's about to cry and shit his pants at the same time when he sees that the four million dollars have been withdrawn already. And like the oh, face yeah, that, that's the face. exactly what I wrote. He turned around and he clearly had explosive diarrhea. The, <laughs> the amount face of that he sweat looked like pouring down his face <laughs> and the look on his face, he was shitting his pants. His face just said, Go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then Swayze and Carl definitely went to uh, the same acting coach for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All, and there were there were plenty of times in this movie that I think Carl or the actor who played Carl definitely hashtag me tooed a couple of a couple of women on set during this this movie here. Well, definitely one because one of them is his wife. Boom. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, his his wife was like the uh, the wardrobe like the lead or some shit. I don't know. This one of the Max doing his research. Oh, isn't that He's a novel concept too, right? Isn't yeah, as you say, all the lady, scandal? all the ladies uh, love him. Love him. It's Fitz. That's right. That's right. That's the name. Is yep. Sc- oh, Scandals a movie? It's a TV show. It's a TV show. Oh, okay. okay. And he's the president. Tim, you're so white. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah, white people hate TV. <laughs> and Scandal. <laughs> Oh, I'm so white. Yeah, that's yes, I am. I'm very white. <laughs> well, and there there was one point that uh, kind of getting back to that that character. It's a four million dollar transfer, and he says that eighty thousand dollars of that is his. Like you, you would figure that he could get a little bit more than that, right? I mean, was that just me? Right. For, right. That seems like a pretty low payout. That's, I mean, was it like for almost ruining your career? <laughs> exactly. In, was it and like, killing your friend in the in the in the middle of it too? Yeah. Right. Right. That is a two percent, right there. I was just gonna say, like you at least two percent cut. Jesus Christ! At least get five. I mean, at least get into you know the hundred thousands. Well, I wouldn't it, have done. I wouldn't have done any of that for less than a million. <laughs> so Tim, murder, tell us a murder bit more your about best that. friend. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> said murder yeah, your best so friend. Yeah, you guys better be looking out because someone offers me a mill. <laughs> a million one. We're all done for. Well, <laughs> Tim, we do have an international audience now, so. Taking all this podcast money. Yeah, talk right. to that Swedish guy. <laughs> yeah. We, that Swedish guy also... offered me five books. <laughs> all right, so uh, right after this, though, Swayze says that you need to give this blood money away, give it to these duns over here, and uh, that's how Sister yeah. Act 1 started. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> what I was that's thinking funny. about is, like, there's no way that these nuns would have thought that this was legitimate. Because l- taking it into context, she's just spattering off and arguing with herself in her own mind. No one else can see Swayze. She's arguing with herself two feet from these two women of the cloth and hands these women a $4 million check. There's no way they would be like, yeah, yeah, that, that, that'll, that'll fucking go through. In all fairness, I mean, they probably recognized what was coming in the Catholic Church. So, like, you know, we're actually going to need this $4 million to start paying out all these people <laughs> we've been sexually abusing in the past right. million Probably, years. What are you talking about? Yeah, oh, I was gonna say this is the Catholic Church. They used to just turning a blind eye towards yeah. money. Preble, what are you talking about? Oh, Derek, 
Um, can I direct you to... We've talked uh, about it before. Spotlight movie that I think, yeah, we have we've referenced before. Father Sleep. Oh, God. Okay, we've got to edit Bill's, that part out. Right now, right? Wisconsin to murder you. Maine, he's furious. He's yeah. Accused, not convicted. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Just to get off this horrendous topic, there's at one point I, I I always think this is kind of funny. I usually don't mind it, but but when they're leaving, so when Patrick Sweezy goes one way and Whoopi goes the other, the same woman is walking in the opposite direction and like consecutive. <laughs> Did anyone else notice that woman? She's no. in like a green. I didn't she's, see that. Oh my god, she has That's like the great. most bizarre like '80s, early '90s haircut. It's like a solid block of black hair, and she's in like this green this green outfit and she walks one way towards Patrick's ways and the next moment she's walking the other way it's go back take a peek it's borderline hilarious because she looks gonna, so bizarre I'm gonna be honest I'm not gonna go back and take a second no 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 Paco do it <laughs> please for the love of God <laughs> you got her these guys are gonna kill me <laughs> Jesus didn't you understand <laughs> Um, also, just all the faces of Whoopi again's making in this is pretty great. Just from her like grinding her teeth, the smiling, the crying, and then angrily just walking the away. The faces in this movie are fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's kind of sad that she's like on the View and it's kind of not funny now because like, yeah, you kind of re- re- reminds you back when she was funny. She was like a legitimate comedian. Everyone oh. actually like you know thought she, she was, was hilarious like, in this a movie. Straight this up is, comedian. This is yeah. peak. This is peak Whoopi. Oh, she this was is, so funny. Yeah, yeah she was very funny. At this point, this is in four years. She had been nominated for two Oscars. At this point, when this movie came out, like she was, she was on fire. Oh, right, how do you go from so having funny. that amount of talent and that amount of like prestige to the View <laughs> to going and hanging out with Elizabeth Hasselbeck? Right, it's like you really fell off a cliff. Mm. Also, uh, what's her face is on it now? Uh, McCain's daughter. Okay, uh, so back to I have a wife, so this is why I know these things. <laughs> yeah, and I think the reason for all her downfall is Theodore Rex, which is something that we might need to do at some point. The- is that a movie? Google it. <laughs> it's Google yeah. it. Theodore yep. Rex. All right. Yep. It is the lo- it is the uh, the most expensive direct to video movie ever made because it Ooh, was. Ooh, that fucking- sounds tempting. It has a solid two point two on IMDb. And it's Goldberg as a cop with a detective that is a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> the cover is that. That, that is the stupidest thing. Ever. I don't know what was funny the premise of that movie or hearing Tim's genuine cackle. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I just bad. I just want to say I just looked it up and I just want to read the first sentence to describe the movie, which is quote a no nonsense police detective Katie Coltrane, Whoopi Goldberg lives in a futuristic world where dinosaurs coexist and communicate with humans thanks to the wonders of science. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. So good. Yep. Uh, going back to this movie, though. Once you won an Oscar and didn't do a movie with a fake dinosaur. Um, Alright, so Carl is uh, with Swayze and uh, you know Swayze's having some fun just fucking around with this douchebag and he types in murder into his computer and then... Uh, Carl's asking, you know, who's doing that? And he types in Sam over and over again, um, which then leads Carl to then run over to Molly's house. And he says that uh, Whoopi was, she says to Carl that Whoopi was at the bank and Carl's freaking out. And then Swayze kind of overdoes it and uh, pushes Carl too far to the point that he pulls a knife and says that he'll slit Molly's throat if he doesn't get the money back by 11 o'clock that night. 
And then he tells Molly that he'll be back at 11 o'clock that night. Which, which, by the way, I mean, at this point, Carl appears to be a crazy person, right? I mean, he's, right. he's sweating yeah. profusely. He's wielding knives to people that aren't there. Yeah, yeah he, got, he got some unpure coke. I think that was his problem. Well, yeah, he, he is a banker. Lots of coke in this movie. Yeah, just I guess it might have just been a, wrong, a bad batch from uh, from Willie. <laughs> oh, now he's a drug dealer too. Jesus. <laughs> no, 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 Max. Max, Max, Max I don't know if you saw it. Says no, yes, no drug yes, dealers. That's what I was going to say. No <laughs> drug dealers allowed. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I shit. That. I guess I got to leave. <laughs> I saw that and I almost shit my pants. I was laughing so hard. I was like, oh, good, good thing they posted that. Good thing they didn't say anything about murder because I've definitely done that today. Oh, God. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, so, I Tim. mean, definitely, uh, like, Molly needs to start putting the pieces together here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Carl's acting pretty weird. You know, like, I, I kind of don't understand how she doesn't, under, like, get yet that he is, <laughs> like, there's something shady going on with Carl. Probably murdered Sam. Like, she should she should have that all figured out now. Or at that least should, just, like, he's acting really strange and erratic. Let's not let him in my house anymore. Right. Like, even if we're going to that level, just something something needs to ring a bell there. Like, yeah. if do you think like a girl like back going back to the scene where he just like took took his shirt off randomly because he spilled some coffee? It's like, do you think a girl wouldn't she she was at in no in no way uncomfortable with that? Any girl would have been like, <laughs> hey, maybe put your fucking shirt back on. Like, yeah. you know, this is weird. All right, so you cut back to Whoopi watching Arsenio Hall uh, for the second time, I believe, in this movie. And uh, Swayze comes to warn Whoopi that Carl, the, uh, Carl and the killer are coming for them, and indeed they do. Uh, also, not a smart move by just shooting at the door instead of just trying to break it down. Yeah. They're not, they're not, not at the I mean, you live across the street, dude. That's what I say. That dude. That dude. Uh, he has a couple of questionable shooting sequences here in this this portion of the movie. Yeah. He, uh, he shoots at the door, and then later on, when you get Swayze giving a very subtle message, he shoots at a mirror. Yes, yeah, smart move too. He might as well just knock on the door and be like, "My name is Carl. I am Puerto Rican, and I'm here to kill you." <laughs> and do your drugs. Please right. let me in. I don't have any drugs on me, though. The sticker in the front of the door says no drugs allowed, so I did not bring any drugs, but I am here to kill you. <laughs> I definitely, I obey all posted rules, but I don't have to obey all non-posted rules, such as killing, which is why I'm here to kill you. <laughs> Hence the reason why I am knocking on your door. Please let me in. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, the, please, please let me please. in. Please. please. <laughs> I like how he also has a, it's a massive lisp. <laughs> Thank you, please. He's turned into Hank Azaria from the birdcage. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then the doorbell rings, and you actually uh, do have like a ghost scene without seeing Swayze for the first time, and he's just doing a bunch of ghost stuff to his killer. Boo. Max, I, I hate to break it to you. Letters. There may be an angry Patrick Swayze in your office. <laughs> what? An angry Patrick Swayze ghost. Right. Oh, Patrick? <laughs> Patty? Pat, I'm sorry. Uh-oh. I didn't mean Max to make fun of you. I'm going to be like, why are you? Why is someone trying to make me do pottery with my hands right now? <laughs> Don't touch me there. <laughs> Some real sexual pottery. Right. <laughs> okay, so uh, the killer runs outside, gets pinned by two cars, and dives ten feet in the air. But does he? No, because he's a ghost now and he's dead. Right. Oh. <laughs> and that's the first time you see okay. 
the very real. I've seen them before, guys. The the very realistic uh, Grim Reapers. There's multiples. I got confused because I thought this was definitely done by Pixar. It was like the uh, the special effects were so good. <laughs> I felt like those the, the Grim Reapers, the sound they make throughout the movie. I feel like that's the sound I make like the morning after eating Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> it's just some very painful squeals. Right. It's like, oh, God. Also, I want to say, so isn't Sam, like, Patrick Swayze, a murderer now? That's what I... That's, like, he's basically... Yeah. He, he tormented this man basically out into the street, and then the he dies. The laws don't apply to him, And Sam had a big deal with murder 10 minutes the ago. The laws don't so. apply to him. No, but it was a moral death. It was right. a virtuous death. Killing, you know, it's a virtuous oh, killing, see. Michael. I guess so. So the uh, the angel of death does have he does have some. Standards. Yes, he does. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good yeah. To know. I mean, more like manslaughter than anything else. I think. Right. Yes. <laughs> now, when Carl dies, that actually probably. Yeah. That's a little. <laughs> We're skipping ahead, Tim. Come we'll on, find out about that no, one. I'm just I'm teasing it, guys. I'm teasing it. No, oh, it's coming. Oh, All right. So after that, you can though, tease me whatever you want, Tim. <laughs> Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> when Abby starts knocking the door, is everything okay in there, Tim? Yeah. Fine, yeah. fine. Everything's good. Don't worry. Preble, you, are you... <laughs> Preble, by the way, speaking of, are you recording naked again tonight? No, 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 no. I got boxes on. <laughs> it's, my, it's my world, Derek, okay? I get to do what I want in my room. If you haven't noticed by now, Preble is a real-life George Costanza. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't heard any Man. like emergency <laughs> vehicles awesome. outside of Preble's house tonight. Shh. No. Now I have to knock. Now I need to knock on wood because now you have fucking jinxed me. <laughs> We're gonna hear like a storm rip through my home and just hear like a cow coming through <laughs> in about thirty seconds. All right. So uh, Swayze and Whoopi are in this cab, and Swayze takes a wheel and brings Whoopi to Molly's apartment, and uh, they explain why Swayze was killed. Let's see here. And then Swayze does give some more insight into what Molly's wearing just to prove that uh, Whoopi's telling the truth and that uh, Swayze's actually in there with her. You feel like at this point, like, Molly would be okay with the fact that Whoopi Goldberg knows what the fuck she's talking about. It's a little too much, like, for it to just be coincidence. Yeah. I mean, well, just put yourself in her situation. Like, if someone did this to you, would you? I would be. I don't answer the door for anybody. I don't even care. Like, my mom came to the door unannounced. Like, un- well, you live in Boston, you Tim. The door for? <laughs> I don't even pick up the phone if I don't know the phone number. Right, yeah. So I'm I'm totally just like, I'm not even, like, talking to Whoopi. So, yeah, he, he then uh, does push a penny towards her just to really prove that he's there. And then Molly does realize that Whoopi's telling the truth. And then they're just talking for a few minutes. And then Whoopi allows Swayze to just use her body so that they can touch each other. <laughs> You've been waiting for that for an hour. <laughs> I was kind of expecting, half expecting them to like pan out and there just be like, you would see Whoopi and Demi Moore making out. <laughs> I know, I have my notes, they're the real crowd. <laughs> Okay. Right. You, uh, we're going to interrupt this uh, regularly scheduled programming right now to tell you that the Yankees have just made two errors in the ninth, and the Red Sox just scored a run. That's good. That is good. By the way, after the uh, fantastic Mom! audio quality of last 
last week. You'd think that Derek okay, would be stop. playing this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Guys, this is the worst podcast we've ever done. I don't think so. I think we're just <laughs> going to have some editing to do. I feel like our timing's good. <laughs> All right, so... It's what? All right. Back into okay. it now. All right, let's get into the emotional parts of this movie. So, uh, they're touching hands, and it is actually, I was thinking, like, it, it was pretty sad just to see, like, Swayze and Demi Moore. Uh, they, like, they both do a great job of, like, just saying everything without saying a word during that see, scene. I thought Demi Moore acted the shit out of this movie. I thought Swayze yeah. was okay. I thought I thought Demi Moore was fucking incredible, though. Like, they were both Demi incredible. Moore's eyes, and, and she was really crying. Like, all this shit was just incredible. Yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoyed this scene. It made me feel things. Mm-hmm. Where? Huh? <laughs> Where? Just just emotions. Huh? I don't I'm typically devoid of emotions. I just walk around in like a cold cloud. Like the typ- <laughs> typical Irish Catholic. Right. And th- this made this made me feel things inside me. It made me feel warm and human and I was I got scared. <laughs> Dennis Reynolds stuff? <laughs> yes. The acting but that that being said, the acting was very good. Yeah, I, it was. I, I, I really liked the scene. Well, you know, so they're they're dancing though, and then uh, stupid Carl has to just go ahead and ruin their good time by shooting their door down, and uh, this also takes a lot out of Swayze because he then jumps out of uh, Whoopi's body, and it's just some hard work for him just to kind of recuperate from there. So uh, then Carl chases to me and uh, Whoopi for a while, and then he pulls a gun on Whoopi, and she tells Carl uh, that she gave all the money away. And Carl's about to shoot her when Swayze shows back up. Whoa, and whoa, whoa. We skipped the very apathetic jump that Carl had at the ladder that they were climbing up. <laughs> Did y'all notice that? He jumped about oh, really? four inches in the air and swung his arms like like a, like a fucking... Like Tim began mind. trying to get a pop-up? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what, guys? Feelings I are going away am a for superior Tim. athlete, and I'm not going to apologize for my... Uh, my wonderful athletic skills. You shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't have to. Not I have a ro- I have a robust two-inch vertical leap, and that's all <laughs> that's required. <laughs> if you blink, you might miss it. That's how quick it is. <laughs> it's a flash in the pan. Guys, guys, if 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 we don't hear anything else Uh-oh. from Tim, the Red Sox just lost. I hate Dave Dombrowski in the fucking bullpen. If we could, if I could make every single fucking pitcher in the Red Sox bullpen a fucking ghost, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna get a call from someone at like Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you're no longer allowed within like 200 feet of Fenway Park. <laughs> Two bus tickets, flag them. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Okay, so Carl holds uh, Molly at gunpoint, but Swayze pushes the gun out of Carl's hands, and Swayze gets all that ghost energy out, punches Carl, and then they have a scuffle until Carl falls against this window, which breaks, and then a big piece of glass falls on him and stabs him in the chest and kills him right away. Before that happens, Carl legitimately begs a ghost to give him a check for $4 million. (laughs) (laughs) That, that, That blew my mind when I heard that. He... That Just happens, give me the check. Once a day on the MBTA, I can attest. <laughs> yeah. Also, a uh, lot, lot of blood on Carl. Like the entire movie doesn't have any gore, but I guess like this, the director wanted to show that you know Carl got killed real good. <laughs> he got killed good. Oh man, you got the shit killed out of you. 
That's a good point. I there's literally no blood anywhere else in the movie, but uh, uh, it's just Swayze. Whipping. Swayze gets killed. There's blood. That's true, but it's not as like gruesome as this. It's like he had shot, and there's yeah, it's like, like a, a pool. butterfly pool. It's just like is... nice little, you know, pretty gradually moving. And this guy's just like blood all over the place. He's just <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, they, these ghouls are the you know the demons, dementors, whatever the fuck you want to call them, just come out and just drag old Carl to hell as well. Also, did anyone else think that Carl looks kind of glad to see Patrick Swayze? Yeah, you know, absolutely. He's like, hey, he was like, oh, hey, hey what buddy. are you doing here? It's like, did you not just forget the whole fucking point of the movie was that you're mad at him because he's stolen, stolen $4 million from you? Like, still be mad at him. Yeah, like, who do you think was punching you around the place? Yeah, I was going to say, you were just fighting three seconds ago. Yeah. I think that's when Carl realized that he made a massive mistake and that friendship was really the real reward and that money mm. is only a trivial mm. a trivial materialistic pursuit and that he should have been pursuing human, human interaction and love and then he got ripped away by the best by the best special effects in the world that's right that's right was, especially when we're getting what is it $80,000 from a $4 million <laughs> whatever that incredibly small right. amount of money it is it's like any British like heist or any Guy Ritchie film, they're always always squabbling over like ten dollars. Right. Like we gotta rob ten banks for thirty quid. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> why? I'm like why are you spending so much time doing? Because we East London toughs. That's why. <laughs> that's why it's all I need. <laughs> Just ten dollars in a bank. It's like all right, well get the fuck out of here. All right, so the movie's ending here. So. Uh, Swayze checks in on the girls and uh, they can both hear him now and um, you know this is like where typically like in any kind of guy movie like the final fight scene and there's like a big explosion like this is like that equivalent for a romantic scene um, because instead of a big explosion you get this final scene that ends with every woman crying because the heavens open up uh, they get Swayze and both women can faintly see him and he says goodbye and thank you to Whoopi and then Swayze says, finally, that he loves Molly. And she responds with, ditto. Uh, to have that perfect full circle ending as Swayze walks to the pearly gates. Walks off and into a tie-dye paradise. I'm going to say I cried a little bit during this. Oh, yeah. I, I got very emotional during this. Oh, I, I had it was a, a great ending. I had a lump in my throat. No, totally. Yeah. No, I, I didn't mean, cry because I'm a man and because thing. Patrick Swayze told me not to in Red Dawn. <laughs> I was going to say, but then Paco should have then broke down and followed Patrick Swayze's true it's instruction. not flying everywhere. No, because I do crying. as he says, not as yeah, he does. It's not everywhere. He just, instead of crying, uh, he just let out a Wolverine. <laughs> 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 he gets blown up by a helicopter. Right. I let out, I let out a first date fart. <laughs> and that's exactly what true. the ladies like to hear as we talk about the ending of this movie. Yep. <laughs> well, we can't let him have too much, Max. You know, what I mean? we've, gotten, we've we've done dirty dancing and ghosts. I mean, we've done a lot of chick flicks here. Yeah, you're welcome, ladies. This is yeah. the dicks in the back row, not the pussies in the back row. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And also, why aren't they glad that we haven't talked about abortions yet? We have, Damn it! Shouldn't been, they be thanking us? Waiting on you to bring this back up. We have got no thank yous from women in the comment section about our talk about our extremely informed talk about abortions. One of my one of my coworkers, uh, thank you, Winona. She she texted me the other day. She said, "Hey, Derek, just got done with your pro-abortion podcast." <laughs> uh, good stuff. I almost spat out the beer. Jesus. <laughs> 
Yep, so uh, Swayze goes to heaven where he is right now, and that wraps up the dicks in the back oh, row, Swayze September. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. I don't get the joke. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Continuing on. Let's move into trivia. So, oh, God. Casting what if. So, this is the only thing I really ever find about these casting what ifs is if the movie is like a big hit, which this one was. Um,. So pretty much the list of actors that the director wanted are pretty much just like every single big name in 1990. Uh, so that includes Tim's Mickey favorite. Rourke. What? Mickey Rourke. Um, he's in there, yeah. Hey, all right. I mean, I'm going to go through the whole list, though. Do you want to keep on guessing? Um, Tim Allen. No, not Tim Allen. <laughs> That's a very <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you go from Mickey Rourke to Tim Allen for the biggest people in 1990. <laughs> that was kind of a joke there, uh, Matt. Possession. Yeah, oh, I think he was God. coming out at that point. Yeah. After riding his friends out. Good guy. All right. Um, so some of these people include Tim's favorite, Kevin Bacon, Alec Baldwin. Fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> 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 I made sure to just lead up with that one first. Um, yeah, so Alec Baldwin, Nicolas Cage, Kevin Costner, Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp, David Duchovny, Harrison oh, Ford. Ooh, the Cubs making a second appearance on the podcast. Mm, yeah. Mel Gibson, Tom Hanks, uh, weird one, uh, Paul Rogan, so the Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan. Rogan. That would have been an um, that would have been amazing. Okay, okay. That ain't a ghost. Say I love you. This is a ghost. <laughs> okay, so out of, out of that out of that list, who do you guys think would have been oh, I'm second best to Swayze? Because hold on, I don't hold on. Th- okay, Kevin okay. Klein, Dennis Quaid, Ricky, Nicky Rourke, John Travolta, and Bruce Willis. Who turned it down? He was offered the role. Willis, said, hey Bruce Willis, and Demi was Moore. married to Demi Moore at the time. Yeah, and he turned it down because he thought playing a ghost was cheesy. I couldn't imagine anyone but Patrick Swayze playing this role. Exactly. But who out of that list? Who you think would have play, would have been um, second best? Well, I mean, the chemistry was there with Demi Moore and and uh, uh, Bruce Willis. You think Bruce Willis could have played the Bruce, Bruce no Willis? No, he wouldn't have been able to play it. But the, the chemistry was there. No, I'm asking who would have so. been who would have been second best. Oh. Tom Cruise would have overacted it. Yeah, he would have. I think maybe probably Mickey Rourke. This is before. This no, is like Mickey Rourke was too hard though. No, this is pre like. Surgery, Mickey Which, Rourke, when he was like still topic. like a legitimate actor. Completely off topic. I, I was watching a documentary the other day. Mickey Rourke almost got cast as the lead in Caddyshack. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Mickey Rourke also what? went like ten and two as a professional boxer. <laughs> what? <laughs> like in the pros. That's why his face got all fucked up. But what was the lead in Caddyshack? Was it Danny Noonan? Yeah, Danny Noonan. Mickey Rourke Noonan. almost played Danny Noonan. What? Yes. That is. Yes. Oh, God. Mm. Come on. Hmm. Very strange. I don't know, Tim. Um, to answer Tom your Hanks? question, I don't know. Tom Hanks doesn't Tom? have the, the swing and dick charisma that sw- the no. Swayze has. Right. Yeah, they got to be a little sexy. You'd have to just be right? already be a ghost. Tim, how do you feel about Kevin Bacon in this role? No. <laughs> Honestly, I can't imagine Kevin Bacon in any role. Like, what role has he played that's actually good? Hollow Man. Actually, you want to know what? You want to know what? He was good in Apollo 13. He was. 
That's true. And also tremors. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. Tremors about the, the big worms <laughs> in the desert. Yeah. Exactly. Good movie. He was good in uh, Mystic River. He was good in Mystic River. All right. Will you stop disproving my point, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Right, I, I would say Kevin Costner probably second best. Oh no! Yeah, I think Kevin Costner could have had the range to do Kevin it. Kevin Costner is fucking stiff as a board. But if he's not doing a sports movie, he's terrible. See, that's what I'm saying. There's there is no one but Patrick Swayze to play yeah. this role. Yeah. So uh, okay. So a little bit more about this too. So the scene. So the uh, the screenwriter suggested Swayze, but the director said over my dead body in quotes. Because he had just recently watched Roadhouse, and he said, if, if anyone suggests Swayze, he's just not going to do the movie. <laughs> um, but like all these other stories just that we've covered uh, about Swayze, when they brought him into audition, uh, the director said that they were all in tears, and he just blew it away. Classic I know. Swayze. Underdog right there. Come back, kid. They're all kid. crying tears from their penises. <laughs> but really, though, I mean... Good. <laughs> oh... <laughs> <laughs> now we know where those faces came from in the movie. <laughs> all right, um, yeah, but really, like, I mean, Swayze. After like watching all these, like the dude has so much char- charisma, and he seemed to like just perform better under pressure. Um, you know, since this is Swayze September too. So a little side note: uh, check out the TV show Beast that Swayze starred in or like watch a few clips from the YouTube video yeah. or just on YouTube uh, because it was Swayze's last performance before he passed away and uh, he was actually diagnosed with cancer after the pilot and he did the entire season while going under treatment and then he passed away like soon as the season ended really? sure because if you, yeah wow. yeah look it up because he's like throughout the show too like he's getting just more withered and withered like you can tell that he's dying and right. apparently just from I haven't watched all the shows I've only seen clips but Everyone said like he just crushed it. It was like his one of the best roles he ever did, which is understandable because he seemed to he's like one of those guys that just like performed better when he was in pain. So going back to the casting of what ifs for Molly, uh, the considerations they had were Kim Basinger, who was married to Alec Baldwin, so a little weird there. Nicole Kidman, who was married to Tom Cruise. I guess they just wanted a bunch of people who were just married. Um, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Madonna, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Molly Ringwald. Madonna is popping up in a lot of these Molly movies. Molly Ringwald. I think she was a superstar. That's why. Not casting. I know, but I mean, she was the the biggest pop star on the planet at that time. That's why. I mean, oh, yeah. and she had done some movies at that point. No, too. I agree. She's not a bad actress. Yeah, I just don't like Madonna. Like, I agree they should consider her because, for exactly your point, like, yeah, Navita's good and everything. But you know what? Just. Just no. Just no to Madonna. Put someone else Yeah, I mean, to me more, I feel like they really, they picked the, the two right people for this. Like, this wouldn't have been a huge hit, I don't think, if either one of them had been in it. Um, but to me more, she got the part just because she could cry on demand. And um, I actually looked this up on multiple sites because I didn't believe it. But uh, to me more, she, I guess she has such good control over her crying that she can actually choose which eye to cry from. Jesus Christ. I feel like that's a sign of like a mental issue. I mean, she is an actress. <laughs> So. No, I know, but like, if you can just immediately tap into the sadness in like five seconds, then yeah, you might not have you don't have to be wired all that correctly up there. It depends. <laughs> Although I will, I mean, I will say she does have like the biggest tears I've ever seen in my life. Like there are many her and no Sean Moreno. Like, wow. 
<laughs> yeah, and then I guess also the like Swayze for like the for, like especially the last scene in the movie when he's getting all choked up when he's saying bye to uh, Demi Moore. He said that he was just thinking about his dad who had, like passed away five years prior, and he said like a lot of the stuff kind of uh, brought back some repressed memories that he had, just like him looking over his you know his own corpse and him thinking about his dad and his funeral and stuff like that. So. I mean, that's, that's typically, I feel like, where the actors kind of just dig in deep and get those feelings from. Or they're just an absolute sociopath, and they just know how to do that kind of shit. <laughs> One or the other. <clears throat> All right. Um, also, so Whoopi Goldberg, uh, she wasn't considered for the part until Swayze made them cast her, uh, because he was just a big fan of her, and he said that he wouldn't sign the contract until they brought her on board. And then, you know, Whoopi ends up winning the Best Supporting Actress for the role, so solid assist by Swayze there. Yeah, Patrick Swayze was a massive fan of Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, they were like good friends outside of, uh, well, just in real life as well. Are you serious? Yeah. So she was married to Ted Danson at the at the time too. She was married to Ted Danson, which at the is time? also hilarious. Hilarious. This is all hilarious. But uh, also, <laughs> so uh, as far as Whoopi goes, so she's the only black woman to win an Oscar, Emmy, Grammy, and Tony Award. Got to get that ego. Yeah. She won a Grammy for for a comedy album. That's yeah, and I was just gonna say that too. Like I was talking to Nikki about that, and like getting a Grammy is kind of cheating if it's just a comedy album. But still, this was like a, a gimme for her not winning for the Color Purple as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. You want to yeah. talk about just fucking soul crushing movies? My God, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Um, all right, so also Ghost, it was the highest grossing movie of 1990. It was nominated for five Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Screenplay, Best Supporting Actress, Best Editing, and Best Music Score. And then it won for Best Supporting Actress and Best Screenplay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Going on. <laughs> Just pausing to see if there's any comments. <laughs> Um, also, so the sound that of the just like those ghouls dragging people to hell was a baby crying, slowed down, and played backwards. Well, that explains why it sounds like what I do when I shit. <laughs> you know, Paco eats babies whole and then just crafts them out his butt. You can laugh all you want, but I know you're in the same boat. I didn't laugh. Uh, the, there we go. <laughs> Moving <There> on. <laughs> uh, the cover of uh, Unchained Melody in this movie was by the Righteous Brothers. And yeah. Billy Melody, who was one half of that group, also did this, uh, the song Time of My Life for Dirty Dancing. You want to play that, Max? I like that, man. Yep. Um, also, so the Henry VIII song, the Swayze singing, has a line that says, She wouldn't have a Willie or a Sam. And in the movie, Swayze is a Sam and the ah. killer is named Willie. Boom. Whoa. Mind blown. Get it, guys. <laughs> um, also, Carl Bruner was named after a grade school teacher that the writer of the movie didn't like. <laughs> That's hilarious. I like that. <laughs> that is pretty funny. So, you know, that guy's watching this movie since it was the biggest movie of 1990, and he's like, ah, right. fuck. This and then he sees who it was written by, he's like, ah, fuck. Right. <laughs> um, also, the apartment that Demi Moore lived in uh, was last on sale for $10.5 million. Jesus. Jump change, uh, right, guys? <laughs> uh, Swayze mm. said that the role, this role was most difficult for him to do because he had to be an observer in most of the action and not a participant. And he also said that the clay scene was the sexiest thing he ever did in a movie. What? So basically, he was admitting that he was poking Demi Moore in the back. 
<laughs> she got a stiff Swayze ride right in there, right in the, like the lower back. I was about to say Swayze must not remember the time he he had sex with a woman on a lumpy, lumpy <laughs> stone wall, brick wall. Uh, and then also, uh, this movie made to me more the highest paid actress in Hollywood after this one. And so she was on top there for a while. A well deserved highest paid actress. Um, and then lastly, Swayze was named People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive in 1991. Far um, over, long overdue. Long yes. overdue. Good on him. I'm still a little bitter yeah. about that because uh, I thought I had that wrapped up in 1992. But uh, <laughs> as a three-year-old, yeah, yeah, I, I think I pissed off some of the the voting uh, the voting panel. So you know, you wouldn't a lot put of out. politics. Yeah, a lot. I wouldn't put out a lot of politics. You know. <laughs> All right, so we're going to change this up a little bit just because this is the end of Swayze September. So who was your favorite and least favorite Swayze from the four movies that we did? God, it was probably Roadhouse. I mean... Dalton. Dalton was, Dalton was an unstoppable force. And also modeled after our own Pike Rebel. How about your yes, least favorite? Yes, me. Probably this one. Probably this one. Wow. Not that he did a bad wow. job. It's just that's not what you're that's not what you're looking for in a Swayze movie. You're looking for blood, guts, gore, and manhood. And this one, he he got taken down pretty early. I'm looking for sensuality and bulls, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, what about you, it's Tim? your turn to make a decision here. Alright, so least favorite's pretty obvious. It's the Red Dawn character. Mm-hmm. That's like Far and away, his worst, worst character. And um, fair enough. No, it's not fair enough. I would say it's it's tough for me between Dirty Dancing and between Johnny Castle and and Sam here. But I kind of have to give the edge to Johnny Castle because I feel like his character was developed a little bit more than Sam's. Cool. So there you go. What about you, Preble? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty similar to Tim, but I'll say my favorite actually is not, I don't know, it's tough to say, because I don't like the, I don't think his acting is terribly great in this movie, but I like the character in a sense of of Sam Wheat. And I think the movie itself kind of makes me enjoy him more. But, I mean, by far, the worst character is his rendition of me <laughs> from Roadhouse, <laughs> because that's not how I would have done right. it. It's not how I did do it, but yeah, I mean that's that's only because that movie is uh is just a fucking a no. Preble no, 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 cleaned no. up the double deuce actually through uh, just a string of civil litigations. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just just like nuisance. Com- I mean, just God, just complaint after complaint filed in whatever <laughs> god awful tiny state court they he, have. He there. does not know taekwondo or anything of the sort. It was just all <laughs> just through. <laughs> <laughs> Legal taekwondo, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like Swayze's role in this movie—it's like you can probably compare it to like an uneven concert with just like an amazing last set, which uh, makes then you leave being like, "Man, that was great." Um, so favorite, I'd say probably Dirty. I'm gonna probably pretty much just go with Tim. So Dirty Dancing, Swayze, just because I know that we were all just drooling over him in that movie. Great dance moves, 
solid New York accent, even though he's from Texas. Um, pretty much set the tone for just for any kind of like leading man in a romantic movie, and like as far as like how they should look and how they should act. And least favorite would just be the Red Dawn crying Swayze, which he wasn't even bad in. It's just it was just like the least amount of character development. I also mm-hmm. just realized the last two movies that we did, Swayze died, <laughs> so it's kind of weird. <laughs> um, all right, so the next question is from Michael Preble in Boston, Massachusetts. Which Swayze co-star partnership was the best in your opinion? Um, I'm gonna say just Jennifer Grey and Swayze. Just they had awesome chemistry. Uh, close second though would probably just be this movie Swayze and Demi Moore, just because they had a lot of emotion for two actors who couldn't like actually physically interact with each other. Um, it also probably just could also be connected because they're probably like two of the best criers in the game. I want to say uh, my favorite is uh, the the ghost Demi Moore and Swayze. And then um, I'm going to say that uh, my least favorite is uh, every single co-star pair in Red Dawn. So there's, <laughs> I think that would be um, like seven. So Yeah, that's, that's pretty fair, I'd say. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Dirty Dancing is probably the best one, just because it's, it's very, very good. This is probably a close second with... Other than, yeah, I would probably agree with him, but I, again, I fucking... God, just that dump of a movie <laughs> that is Roadhouse is just that has to be is always going to be the worst. Always. Yeah, I secretly, no I secretly like Roadhouse. I love Roadhouse. Openly, if yeah, yeah, God. if Roadhouse someone came to awesome. me and was like today and was like, hey, let's watch Roadhouse, but right now, if you guys were like, hey, you guys want to stay and watch Roadhouse, but like, yeah, of course. So can I, I can I break some yeah. chairs out? Uh, can I throw some chairs out the window? Right, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'm also gonna say Roadhouse though for at least uh, just him and Doc just because that actress was just wasn't any good and she looked way too much like him. Just, I didn't like it. I'm gonna say that my favorite was Swayze and Emmett from Roadhouse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is chemistry that you can't fake. You can't right. deny that. Um, and I'll say my least favorite was. And this is a tough one to admit, guys. I, I think it was, you know, Jennifer Grey in, in, in Red really? Dawn. They just, there wasn't, the, oh, Red anytime, Dawn. anytime Swayze doesn't have a sexual counterpart, I'm a little bit disappointed because his testosterone just oozes from the screen. Whoever said that it was, it was Roadhouse and Doc, you're because she sacrificed so much to have <laughs> sex with Swayze on that wall. Could yeah. you imagine like the like the director trying to give her notes like all right so rowdy you guys are gonna make up yeah rowdy, <laughs> rowdy giving her notes you guys are gonna you guys are uh, just gonna walk in and he you're gonna kind of like be almost like running away from him but then he's just gonna be following you around and then eventually he's just gonna pull down your skirt and then you're just gonna pull down his pants and then he's gonna just put you up against this wall he's gonna enter you <laughs> enter you and then and for real though right I'm not doing none of this fake softcore shit and, the, and then it just kinda ends <laughs> and she's just like that that doesn't seem like that's how people have sex he's like that's how you guys have sex <laughs> listen to Rowdy yeah listen listen to Rowdy I'll be over I'll be over at the craft service table fucking a donut <laughs> Uh, all right um going to the next one so kind of keeping it in tune with the swayze september for the ratings um unlike imdb with an easy zero through 10 score or on tomatoes 
uh, with their certified fresh percentage score. We've uh, decided to make our own scoring system. So what would your score be for Swayze September? Oh, um, let's see. I would give it, uh, well, we got to go back there, guys. I would give it one rusty abortion out of $4 million. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh. <laughs> um, Mike, bravo! <laughs> uh, we can never do the alien movies. Oh, but we can! Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! no. Please! <laughs> yeah. So, hey guys, when are we doing Schindler's List? <laughs> oh boy. When do you oh, want to get boy. fired from your job? Yeah, yeah whenever we all want to quit and become podcasters for, we... for good. Podcasting for yeah, pennies. So as, uh, as far as my rating goes, um, mm-hmm. I would give uh, Swayze September a um, one Keith Folk out of um, <laughs> two Alan Embrys. <laughs> Which is quite a good score for all you uh, in, for the international audience out there. It's a very good score, um, as opposed <coughs> to what would be a bad score would be the Red Sox bullpen right now. That's a bad <laughs> score. Most most of them will eventually be ghosts. Yes, I would agree. At my hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess for Verzwezi September, I would give this. Uh, I guess three successfully carried watermelons with a mouthful of deer blood <laughs> and at least ten drunk people on the stairs plus one sexy, sexy, sexy slather <laughs> of pottery out of out of a thousand out of a thousand sopping wet lads <laughs> and ladies. I'll say that both. Oh boy. That's that was that was nice adding shit. That yeah. was really sweet. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep my nice and sweet. I'm just gonna do uh, ten broken leg and dick punches out of four Swayze tears. Wow, <laughs> Max, you're getting really both ranges. This. Max really enjoyed this week. Powerful, this month. powerful. It's very powerful. All right, so I know we were kind of talking about our, uh, off off air about this Mark Wahlberg doing a little change up for this one. So if he was in this movie, uh, what would it be like, pretty much for Mark for Marky Mark if he was in Ghost? Well, he wouldn't have fucking died. Yeah, alive. I was about to say he wouldn't have died. Fighter boxed or sniped the shit out of that dude. This is what I think would happen. So, Mark would have been shot to, uh, shot dead while just mugging an Asian, like an Asian-run convenience store in Jamaica Plain. <laughs> and then the rest of the movie would have just been him with his eyebrows scrunched trying to just kick this Mountain Dew can. And then he actually would kick it and would have yelled in excitement, not realizing that he's being dragged down to hell. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Everything is correct here. <laughs> I, I have another alternate... Um alternate take on what Mark Wahlberg would have uh, would have done the minute he realized that he was a ghost and was invisible he would have immediately been recruited uh, by the military into the special forces because as Max so aptly pointed out in one mm-hmm. of our previous podcasts uh, podcast, Mark Wahlberg cannot be in a movie where he is not part of a SEAL team so uh, and then he would have gone then it would have ended the storyline with Demi Moore would have ended and he just would have killed um, a terrorist cell and then the movie would have ended and that's that's would have been the ghost with Mark Wahlberg 
I didn't think that was ever going to end. That's what Tom Clancy's <laughs> picture is based off of. Is Mark Wahlberg's fantasy of oh, himself? Oh, uh, Derek, I didn't want to disappoint you. So that was just like my opening prelude. I actually have a full <laughs> script. So um, I hope everyone has three more hours. So let's get trouble. Do you it. have three more hours? Uh, no, I actually had two hours. <laughs> okay, so Sorry, movie, Tim, open, sp- movie opens <laughs> up with ominous, ominous ghost sign. Bong. Ghost. <laughs> okay. Dry air. Desert of Desert. Afghanistan. Mark Wahlberg standing over a dead boy. <laughs> Him going, I see dead people. Oh, no, wait, that's not my movie. That's my brother. Oh, wait, no, my brother's the one who did that. <laughs> Donnie, get over here! You need to—I need you to kill Demi's Demi Moore's husband for me. <laughs> Don't ask me why, Donnie. No, shut up. No, I'm gonna vaccinate my kids. You shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> I don't care if I'm the little brother. I make more money than you. Yeah. Any final thoughts on Swayze September before we wrap up? I'm sad to see it go, but love to watch it leave. I lo- I like Swayze September. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say I always thought that Swayze was like kind of a joke because I only knew him just from like the dance scenes and Dirty Dancing, like the pottery scene in Ghost, and then like the Tai Chi thing in Roadhouse. Um, but then after like watching all these, I, I got a lot more respect for him. Like I, uh, I thought he should have been probably a bigger actor in the '90s. And I had definitely planned on making fun of Ghost and him being dead a lot prior to September, and then after watching these four movies, I was just like, I can't do that. I respect this guy too much. All right, well. Stay tuned with us because next month is October, uh, which in my opinion is my favorite uh, movie month just because you get all the movie channels will be airing all those shitty horror movies. So we're going to do romantic comedies. Yes, we are. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to get started and uh, we're going to be watching one of the most realistic and impactful horror films in American cinema. No, wait. uh, No, we're going to be watching Chucky, the killer possessed doll in Child's Play. (laughs) So we'll see you for Halloween month, and until then. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was I was I was holding my breath, Max. I know. <laughs> until then, keep those rusty knives at home. Yes. Ditto. At home, away ditto, from ditto. children and wives. <laughs> oh God. Dido, Dido. Did I do it right? Dodo. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, honest, I thought thought at one point point I was like, oh, we're we're making making really really good time time this week. week. No, I mean, all of a sudden, I look up up and we're two hours hours in. in. Yeah, man. Yeah, I got a text from Nikki about 15 minutes ago saying, why aren't you done? (laughs) Just text her back, Tim. (laughs) Me? Come on. It definitely wasn't we, anything to do with us just talking about the Red Sox bullpen for 15 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say well, that. That, that was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Tim will take that one. He'll fall on that sword, but... Yeah, I'll definitely fall on that sword. <laughs> <laughs>